Welcome to another episode of Health Creators. This is Liv, and I'm joined here today with Emmanuel Huey, CEO of Tiger Jade Pebble Accelerator and formerly co-founder of Mujin, which he took from zero to IPO in four years. Um, today, we are going to talk about how to raise venture financing from Chinese investors. But first, I wanted to start by asking Emmanuel more about his journey. So, Emmanuel, tell us about your journey. Um, you know how you founded Mujin from your your college dorm,、mm -hmm. and how you、um, got into VC. Well, yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for having me.、Uh, I mean, I was a senior at Dartmouth at the time, 2016 December, and.、Um, It was the time when I also got my senior fellowship, so it's like a special arrangement at Dartmouth where students didn't have to go to class and they could have a research budget to research something that's outside of the regular curricular scope. And so I was selected as one of the few students by the college college president to,、um, and I was doing some extraction of, of like bio、uh, daryl heptanoids, like these、um, these compounds basically, and in Uh, Turmeric, ginger, cannabis. There's、mm -hmm. just a specific compounds that can be translated into, you know, pharmaceutically ac active and potent substances. But、mm -hmm. using a method that was very、um, basically, you can do it in your kitchen. It's like, how do I develop a process to extract、um, these APIs? Yeah.、Um, but in that process, you know, I didn't have to go to class. So my professors were like, "Hey, we want to start a company." But、um, you know, if they did it, then they'd have to give up a significant portion of their equity to the university, or they'd have to declare、mm. quite a bit of,、um, of outside income. It gets really complicated with their engagement with the university. Yeah. But if a student starts a company, then it's 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 a it's a clean slate. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, I get to.、Um, they, they we don't have to declare as much. There's less. There's less complication in the whole. Incorporation、mm. process and the equity.、Uh, so basically, you、yeah. were set up as the co-founder to prevent any IP issues with the university. Exactly, I was the mule. I was, <laughs> I was the one that was signing off on all、yeah. the, the the documents、uh, to be CEO on paper, really. And、mm -hmm. they gave me five percent equity thereabouts, and、um, really, they 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 trusted me enough to be pitching. Really, their idea. It was.、Mm. It really wasn't my idea. And、um, and I I knew nothing back then. I thought I was going to go to med school. Right. I, that was the、yeah. plan the whole way. You know, the usual. You know, be a good Asian student, learn piano, get good grades, <laughs> <laughs> get 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 into an Ivy League, and go to med school, become a doctor. That、mm. was the path.、Um, but then, yeah, that that time they were like, hey, you don't have to go to the class. So during the day, you know, nine to five. Could you work with us on this new project? You know, work on this new company. You incorporate it. You do the legal. You make the pitch decks. You do you know, all、mm. that stuff.、Um, and then, from you know, after that, have dinner. And then eight to three a.m., I'd do my own work to graduate my own senior fellowship research.、Wow. So I'd be in the lab, you know,、yeah. doing my. Then I'd wake up in the morning, nine to nine to five again to start start again.、Um, so it was fun. It was it was an experience that.、Um, Taught me a lot through trial and error. I I knew nothing, right? I was I was just a kid in college, and and I would go pitch again and again and again. I think I pitched upwards of I have a, I have a list. I've gave over I gave over seven hundred pitches. Wow! And 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 every time I pitched, I would be asked. VCs would ask me things, right? You know. Yeah. And 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 the more they ask me, the more、uh, let, let me get back to you. You know, I'll,、yeah. I'll, I'll let you know in 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 a bit.、Mm. 
But that process of uh, not knowing, not knowing shame, not knowing what to to, not knowing, you know, there there was yeah. no nobody teaching me what to do at the time, not really. Um, then through pitching again and again, I sort of triangulated. Okay, this is how a VC thinks. This is how I should formulate our our company, our structure. Mm. And initially, you know, one thing that changed quite a bit. We were targeting actually diabetes. Yeah. We were doing you know, nanoliposomes to encapsulate mm. uh, CRISPR uh, and, and using that to, to target the DPP4 uh, gene and yeah. then doing that, comparing that with cytoglyptin. So now it's like a very popular yeah. GLP-1 drug now for to control diabetes. Back then, we, we have very good data, published nature, you know, biotechnology mm-hmm. and everything. Everything was out in the public. I presented it at a conference, won, won awards at conferences. But then when we, once you talk to VCs and talk to the FDA, they were like, we don't like this. Because, mm. as, as you know, you you know as well, diabetes already has existing solutions. Yeah, and 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 the risk of a clinical trial uh, failure is so high because the FDA is going to require you to do like ten thousand, twenty thousand patients. It's yeah. ridiculous to do, and it's going to be really costly to push a diabetes drug out to a market using a new modality of treatment. So instead, we pivoted to uh, to doing KRAS mutation, and so we were yeah. ca- targeting cancer, targeting uh, rare, you know, uh, orphan mm-hmm. basically d- d- diseases, rare diseases, um, and so we've and, and also pivoting to instead of a systemic delivery of gene editing materials, yeah. we pivoted to uh, t- topical delivery. So starting with the skin, and we see that as a, as a mm. recurring sort of risk mitigation strategy for a lot of new technology modalities. You see that with Legend. You see that with um, Spot Biotherapeutics that's coming out now, yeah. you know, doing dermal treatments before they go into more complicated mm-hmm. uh, uh, disease delivery mechanisms. But, um, but yeah, that's how we started. We started, you know, just me, two profs, just pushing. Uh, one was a one. Of the clinical prof was was working with us at, at Dartmouth, and we had a prof at Harvard that was doing the um, the, the the nano stuff, the, na- the nanoparticle fabrication and all that stuff. And so eventually, uh, after pitching all this time, you know, Samsung got interested, and mm. um, th- through uh, one of their funds, you know, they have many funds. Yeah, and but this yeah. is one of one of their funds. They they were interested, and then they became an investor. And the, the Harvard prof is Korean, and ah, then okay. we we moved the whole company to Korea. Oh, cool! And that's when did you move to Korea as well? Not, I didn't. I was there for like maybe two months total, mm. but it didn't make sense for a twenty-something-year-old brat with no MD, no PhD, no experience to be at the helm of, of a company. <laughs> so I, yeah. st- I I know my place, and I was like, I'm gonna step down. Oh, no, I see. So, so after yeah. you did seven hundred pitches and raised from Samsung. Yeah. Um, was that like a Series A or? Yeah, that was okay. that wasn't even an A. That was more like a uh, that was our first round. So whatever you oh, call okay. it nowadays, you, know, you got three hundred million dollar Series A's nowadays. So okay. it's weird to say what it was, but it was like, just like a seed round. Uh, it, initially, it was just like uh, three three million dollars to begin okay, with. Okay, so you stepped um, down after the raise. Essentially. Yeah, after the raise, I stepped yeah. down, and then it got bigger and bigger mm-hmm. without me. And that, that's that's the you know that's all it happened in Korea, and yeah. during that time we had to be in Korea a couple of times to sign documents to to sort of hand over equity to stru- restructure things and yeah. didn't I, I wasn't really involved much after that I really was just involved in the U S part of it in yeah. getting the IP out of Harvard getting the IP out of you know uh, uh, and, and setting it up as an entity and um, 
presenting, you know, preparing and presenting our materials, writing our scientific papers yeah. for publication. Uh, and so that, uh, pr- yeah, that, so that was, was mostly what, why I was z- zero to one part of, of the work Yeah, uh, is, is what I did. Um, and, and that's really all I know because after that I stepped down Yeah, and then I came back to Hong Kong and then I joined a, a fund of funds managing all of their healthcare exposure. Yeah. Uh, looking at, you know, we had over um, 600 biotech companies under that portfolio in the in the fund of funds. And so for that, we, uh, well, I, I learned a lot because I, I went from being the company side yeah. all of a sudden now to the LP side. But why why yeah. did you decide to move? Well, because, my, 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 my yeah. parents are here. I grew up here. This is, this is home yeah. for me. I was still waiting to see, oh, should I take the MCATs now? Do I, mm. do I do what, what's next? Right, what's next? I didn't know. Um, but you didn't want to go back to company building? I, I, I could, but then mm. what, what's next? You know, what's the next asset I'm going to build? You yeah. know, I, I, didn't, I didn't know yet. And, and I, was a, mm. uh, I, I came back to Hong Kong. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a couple months of, of good fun. Couple months where I did nothing. Right? <laughs> I just wake up, go to the beach, run, go home. You know, play video games, yeah. cook dinner, go out with friends, whatever. It was like two, and then then that got boring. That, <laughs> that, that got okay. Okay, I, I can do more. Yeah. Um, and then um, that's when I joined the the fund of funds just mm. as um, part time. Part time became full time. Became overtime. Became you know just just run with it. <laughs> so is yeah. it kind of crazy um, letting go of something that was you know probably you know at some point you're all consuming number one thing Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. you just handed it over i I think for me no because Mm. from the very beginning the the idea or the 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 proposal my professors gave me was work with us work on this with us for a couple years yeah and then you go to med school okay i see that was always so they always created that transition pathway for you yeah that was always in the background of of our of our of our conversation Mm -hmm. And so letting go was 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 never um, was never an issue, and actually quite relieving almost mm. because now you know uh, we were moving the, the company was growing in in a direction uh, and and a, and a scale at which I really know I know my limits, yeah. and that's not something I, I have the skill set or the experience to to do, and yeah. and especially in biotech, it's not like an app, it's not like a, <laughs> like, a like a tech company yeah. where you can like any any you just got to be code hardworking be creative you know get user feedback iterate fail fail fast mm. you know all of that normal sort of usual startup lingo and the, the, those ideas don't work for biotech yeah because because biotech you're doing three five ten years of, of clinicals preclinicals you know a gmp glp before you finally have an asset that eventually fails <laughs> right and then yeah. so you wasted millions of dollars time effort energy and 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 so i was happy to transition out and yeah. to and to be on the upside, right? To to have some money to 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 earn earn quite a bit uh, during that transition process, and eventually when we went public, sold some equity, came back, bought an apartment, you know, and, nice. and that was like you know it's sort for twenty something year old. That, that's that's a, a pretty crazy moment. Like, yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was quite surreal of a yeah. moment for me. But wow. but now now that I'm where I'm at now, I'm in a very different vantage point, and I, mm. I look at that. I like, okay, that's like a good start. But that's just, you know, that's very small. That's a drop in the bucket to, to where I need to go. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so so you transitioned into working in a fund of funds. Yes. Um, and here you were looking at almost like the macro impact of investing into areas. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what did you learn from that and why did you know you decide to move away into mm-hmm. well, I, I learned a lot but i think the most important thing mm-hmm. I, I learned is uh, uh calculating failure into mm-hmm. uh your uh portfolio construction mm-hmm. um and also it's just understanding risk how to evaluate it and how to uh, mitigate it over time mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I think those are those are the, the biggest takeaways, and and the privilege of a fund of funds is that we get access to yeah. to to so many funds. You know, we this, this without disclosing too much. You know, we were LPs in in all the top performing China VC mm. firms, and, and you know, it, it's China only fund of funds. Yeah, and and so I had straight up access uh, and visibility to what the top performers were doing. And yeah. when we do a meta-analysis, we see that the top performers, there's like a 4% chance mm-hmm. that a company would return over 10x to, to your investment. 4%. 4% chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so if, and these are only the best performing people, these are, these are best, best performers. So people yeah. who are making, you know, 30, 40% IRR uh, over, mm. over, over the, the fund vintage. So if there's a 4% chance, then you must, you must construct your portfolio such that, you know, you, you, so you need at least 30-something companies in order for one of them to have, to have a chance to, to return yeah. your, your fund. So then being very rigorous in picking projects that have that, that, that potential to scale, yeah. but also mitigating risk over, over time and also um, being disciplined in divesting. Can you yeah. can you be more specific about what you mean by risk mitigation? Can you give like an example? Mm, okay, so well, with the accelerator now, so, so yeah. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. But going to the accelerator, um, uh, my philosophy is to stick to what I know, mm-hmm. and that's zero to one. That's my own experience with Mujin. Yeah. And this is I wish to you know continue with with mm. that path. And, and when I'm mitigating risk, I'm taking a project, I'm taking it to my lab, my team, my, yeah. my, my, and, and we're, we're analyzing this. And we define our milestones and endpoints very clearly. Mm-hmm. And once we hit them and we have a value inflection, we're happy to sell, mm-hmm. which is contrary to your typical VC logic yeah. and thinking. Because um, other VCs are, you know, if you're a tech VC, you're thinking, hey, um, let's, let's grow this asset and then it's exponential. Right, you, you, yeah. you hold it all the way until it's a thousand x. You want that one project that's a home run that brings it back. Yeah, um, biotech because the nature of 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 biotech development is so much slower. That game of of having many assets and one that that, that blockbuster that brings it all, returns it all doesn't work unless you have a huge pool of money. Mm. Huge, huge, huge. Like, like you know, let's say you need 30. Let's say you want to invest in 30 assets. Okay, yeah. uh, four, 40 assets. 40 assets, and each of them you need to be deploying at least, you know, three to $5 million to mm-hmm. have a meaningful return. And so just take that four times five mil. You, you're already, you know, at, at two, 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 200 million, mm-hmm. right? No, sorry, 200, two billion. You need a $2 billion fund. In order to to justify, like like yeah. one yeah 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 one 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 winner one winner mm. so 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 I don't have two billion dollars not yet not yet <laughs> I have a couple million to to, yeah. to, to play with uh, you know um, uh, we got triple digits but so so then how does that 
how does how do I continue to achieve higher you know IRR you know upsize mm. returns for my LPs and investors while controlling risk is by really engineering the whole development cycle the process the zero to one part of it mm. um, to 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 be very specific in in our value add yeah so one example is um, you know I, I have a portfolio company that is um, a uh, microfluidic chip for oocyte sort of an improvement. It improves the quality of your egg, reduces the the um, the probability of aneuploidy. So like it just it's a mitochondrial transfer sort of mechanism to strengthen and recover unusable eggs, and yeah. also to make usable eggs stronger. Yeah. So with this company, you know, I take it to the whole Tiger Med team, and we're evaluating it. We're thinking, you know, this is like maybe a probably NMPA category three you know, a yeah. uh, device. So which clinical trial center in China, which PI, which, mm. how, how, and it's very specific. And we, we go down, we plan it all out. And then once we do, we see how much will that cost. And then, yeah. and then we, okay, let's fund it. Then the accelerator, we fund it. And then we, once we achieve that, then we have the whole ecosystem under, under Tiger Med, under yeah. Tiger Jade to, to sort of um, follow up on that. And so, so we are, it's sort of like companies that are building things for Google. You know, we are we are yeah. we're like building that, but we're we're building biotech assets for for bigger biotech companies to to take on to the next yeah. stage. And Wait, then once it hits that next stage, I, I let go. You know, I'm happy to sell. Mm. Should yeah. we should we go a step back actually? Sure. So, um, let's talk about how you came into Pebble Accelerator. Yeah, um, because. It's it's essentially an arm of Tiger Jade, which yes. is like a, a CRO based in China, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, so after the fund of funds, yeah, um, and learning all about so all, how all the funds operate and mm-hmm. what makes a good high uh, high performing fund, mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity to spin out my own little sort of um, angel fund. Yeah. Just my own money and some some partners, mm-hmm. um, some good friends. And then we were investing in you know 200k, 300k all across the Greater Bay Area, all across Hong Kong, mm. uh, Shenzhen, you know, Macau, Zhuhai, just just looking at assets that have that 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 need that help, that boost to to convince the professor to hey maybe you file a patent, yeah, incorporate a company, and then and then we'll try to raise money. So that was the the thesis of our little angel fund. And then during that process, we encountered Tiger Jade. Mm-hmm. And Tiger Jade is a uh, completely uh, offshore, so it's a yeah. U.S. dollar fund of, um, it's not a corporate VC. Tiger Jade is a, uh, the, the one of the largest LPs is Tiger Med. Mm. And Tiger Med is the largest clinical research organization in China. And so, you know, Tiger Med uh, services about 1.5% of the global clinical trial research uh, yeah. uh, market share. And that's how, and how much percent? 1.5. 1.5. Yeah, and it's already at the top of the, of the in the top 10 mm. of, the, of the most. Uh, it's listed in Hong Kong. Uh, it's about 100 billion Hong Kong dollars. Yeah. Uh, the, the market cap um, around there, you know, it fluctuates. But, um, but during that time, Tiger Jade was leading a deal that my little angel group, meaning Pebble, yeah. invested in. And mm-hmm. during that time, we got to know the Tiger Jade team quite well. And then uh, we decided that actually Tiger Jade has a lot of venture building uh, ambitions yeah. to, to understand the Hong Kong ecosystem, to understand you know, what's going on at the Greater Bay Area, yeah. uh, uh, on, like in the lab level. 
Um, and that's not something that, that Tiger Jane had built out at the mm. time, because um, Tiger J, the, the managing partners were finance background and uh, consulting background, fund investment background, um, not really an, in the labs, you know, um, and me being, you know, a member of the ethics committee for the hospital authority, mm-hmm. being a part of the science park um, at the time, the development panel, advisory panel, um, you know, I had a lot more access and exposure to yeah. what's going on locally, and so it just became a a, a, um, a Re, it was a logical um, uh, collaboration or like joining of forces because they have Tiger Men, the whole yeah. empire ecosystem, global to to support, and they want basically this the scouting acceleration platform. Mm. They want to build it out, but instead of just building out from scratch, I was I've already been doing that yeah. with my own money, with my own partners, my friends. So we just decided, hey, why don't we make put it together and make it an accelerator. It's called the Tiger Jade Pebble Accelerator. Yeah. And so so basically I'm continuing what I've been doing this, yeah. whole, this whole time, but now with the full backing and support of Tiger Jade and thus Tiger Med. And yeah. is that also backing like capital support? Yes, yes. So Tiger Jade uh, is invested in the accelerator and the accelerator is a holding company. It's a company. Mm. And so it's not a fund. It's not a GPLP. We operate it as, you know, we, because we, it's such a value-adding uh, entity, we, yeah. we really just uh, put put a lot of work in, into each uh, project that we put money in. And so so yeah. do mm-hmm. you personally put money into these companies now, or it's Tiger Jade that puts money into the companies? Okay, so Tiger Jade put money into yeah. the accelerator, into mm-hmm. the Pebble. We'll just call it Pebble. And then Pebble does put money into oh, okay, projects too. Yeah. Um, for a couple of reasons. Well, one, one reason is for, for the, the cleanliness of the portfolio, of the Tiger yeah. Jade portfolio. right? Because Tiger mm-hmm. Jade, the average check size of Tiger Jade is, is about like three, four, five million dollars. Right? That's, that's yeah. around the check that... Those, that Tiger Jade is writing. But Pebble isn't writing those check sizes. The, the max mm. it can write is may, maybe one mil, right? Pebble yeah. is anything one mil and below. We're, we're, those are our, our sweet spot. Yeah. And and so if you keep doing those investments, then all of a sudden you might have a portfolio at the Tiger Jade level with 20 to 30 assets mm. that are in the three to five mil, three to $10 million range. And then all of a sudden you have like 100 companies that are like 1 million below. It, it skews the yeah. portfolio. It, it messes with the performance. And and so that's one reason. The other reason is because we don't see the accelerator as a uh, fund that has a fixed uh, term in life. Mm. Like we really are there to add value to every company and to stick with them over time and grow with them. The idea is almost like, we, you know, we're investing in McDonald's when they only have one one shop. Yeah. And then by the time McDonald's is McDonald's, that it is t- t- today, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is it, it's, it's a, the, the holding firm. And that's the dream, I think, for, for the accelerator, is that yeah. it'll become like a Berkshire Hathaway, but for biotech assets that, that we've built, that we've put in blood, sweat, and tears into building alongside CEOs. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'll sell down our stake over time, um, uh, just as appropriate. So let's say we have a company under the accelerator, mm-hmm. and it has a three or four x. You know, from we're happy to to offload our cost, our principal, uh, and also to maybe plus a little bit to return yeah. capital to investors, or as a dividend, or as uh, or maybe we could you know recycle that money in back into the company to to grow it to invest in new projects. Mm. Um, so there's a lot more flexibility when we're actually uh, so hands on in company building and not really in a GPLP structure. So there's a lot of legal sort of uh, um, nuance in why we did so. But but yeah, so so that's that's how we're structuring it now. Um, mm. And um, 
the other partners who you work with, mm-hmm. do they also have like the operational experience you've had in going from zero to one? Mm. Uh, they, from zero to one, the others don't. I think that's why they wanted me to join forces yeah. with them. Yeah, they have more experience, unless they've got a big drug that's launching a new, mm. new market. Uh, yeah, one of the, one of our partners, one of the managing partners, was in charge of launching new products in in the Middle East, for example, for for mm-hmm. a huge pharma, pharmaceutical company. So so that she, they have experience in in sort of already mature assets, um, but then really early stuff. It's, yeah. it's a different it's a different uh, ball game. Yeah, yeah. So so. I mean, because clinical development is so long, right? Let's mm-hmm. say, like, in general, at least seven, mm-hmm. if not more years yep. in just the clinical development phase, is the idea that you stay with these founders for quite some time then? Mm-hmm. Um, yes and no. Yes, in that we would like to be a part of their story the whole way. Mm-hmm. So we do like to hold a portion of our, of our, like, if a company is successful, we would like to hold some yeah. of it. Until the end, until until IPO and post, you know, maybe mm-hmm. uh, it's really about you know supporting that founder and helping them grow. Um, mm. But then no, because we also have a responsibility to our shareholders to return capital, you know, yeah. at, at, at a reasonable pace. And so, once we hit certain milestones, once we hit certain targets, we need to be disciplined about divesting. Uh, and yeah. so we will, you know, you know. We, we, we structure our, our, our divestment schedule um, based on internal projections and targets for, for IRR mm-hmm. and, and you know, stuff like you know, to, so, so that we are not just you know, sitting on money and, and just th- th- forever yeah. um, for seven years. You know? um, I think that's more appropriate for a GPLP to, to sit on money for seven years. Yeah. But, but we need a bit of cash flow. We need to, we need to cycle it some, somehow. Um, so your your cycle you think is less? Yes, less I would almost yeah. say that as soon as assets hit phase one, yeah, we're happy to sell. We're happy to sell our cost at the very least. Yeah, and then and then yeah yeah and the the theory or the the hypothesis is that um, it can generate sort of consistent returns mm. uh, that are maybe in the three to four x range but not like a thousand X, you know, that's not what I'm going for. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, a completely different philosophy to, to, to most traditional VCs. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And how does, um, thing, how do things like cycle time or fund size, um, like we're talking about three to four X, a thousand X, how does that impact how you make decisions about who to invest in? Mm. Um, the first, the first layer is that it needs to be big enough. Yeah. That 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 every investment we, we make must always have the potential to return the fund. Yeah. So that is a non-negotiable uh, sort of trait, and we and we do that. We do a variety of analyses, comparable analyses. We're looking at sensitivity of, of the sensitivity analysis based on current market competitors, current mm-hmm. you know the the market size. We we try to do a DCF you know, yeah. if it has zero point one percent of the market. How much sales would that be if it partners with somebody? We do a Bayesian analysis of the probability of its success. You know the, the, yeah. the multiple paths. You know maybe it can succeed here and then fail here, and then what does that yeah. mean for the potential revenue or the, the 10 years from now mm. we do it's like a very um investment banking like jeffrey's sort of you know like a discipline yeah the, the, at the end of the day everybody's wrong 
nobody is ever right in their projections. Yeah. But because I'm not trying to be right, I'm just trying to convince the next round to, to take me on, to, to believe in our story. So to, to, the yeah. question you have to yeah. ask is just, can this person raise another round, essentially? Um, well, can it raise... Yeah, basically, yeah. Can this, can this project justify a valuation jump, mm. you know, within the time frame that I need it to? Which is, what, three years? Um, depends. Depends on, and then depends on the upside, you know. Like, if the potential upside is so much bigger, then I'm happier with a longer timeline. Yeah. Like, if, if the potential here is, like, actually, we really see that there's potential here for, like, a 1,000, 10,000 X. A five-year timeline, that's okay. But, but if we're looking at a 3 to 4 X target um, uh, as a base case, again, all yeah. of these projects have the upside potential of returning the fund. They must have that yeah. upside potential. But, but at the base case, if they're at a 3 to 4 X, and we're like, oh, maybe, maybe 3 to 4 years, that's, that's what we're, we're targeting. And, and, and also identifying how we can add value to help them achieve that. Yeah. If we, if our team doesn't think, oh, if our lab is like, yeah, there's nothing we can do for this because we just yeah. gotta wait for clinical data to come out, then there's then, then we're not interested in that. But if we're like, yeah. hey, we have this portfolio company, that company, that company, these companies can all chip in and, and do something more to help that accelerate the mm -hmm. the value creation, then it's very interesting. Then then that 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 then we're we're happy to invest in. Okay, in so yeah. you're like you meet a company and you're like within the next three years, I believe that their valuation could grow like at least three to four times, sure. uh -huh. then they already qualify it, at it, the base level. At a base case, mm -hmm. sure, sure. We, yeah. we can think of it that way. But, but again, it goes back to a more fundamental scientific question as to why will it be three to four X? Yeah. It, it'll become three to four X because it hit clinical milestones. Yeah. Right. And, and what are these milestones and who is looking at these readouts? No, which companies yeah. in, in the world are interested in buying, potentially buying this asset or partnering or licensing? Like that we must also very clearly map out. Um, and, yeah. and so all of that then comes back down to um, the science. And, and how can we, again, mitigate the risk of the science? You know, uh, and sometimes, you know, I have, I have a portfolio company that's doing, um, using AI to um, modify the culture media. Mm. And so, like, if, like, maybe we can look at a project, we see a project coming out of a university, and we think, hey, actually, um, we can improve the yield, you know, yeah. of, of this of this process by, like, 70%, we think. And then we go to yeah. our, just by, just by modifying the culture media. And that's a significant value we can add, and the, that's, that's, that's risk, risk mitigation, you know, in, 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 in uh, a very practical sense, yeah. So. It's interesting. I mean, we've talked a lot about the science and the statistical analysis behind why you invest, mm -hmm. but how often is it based off of the person? Because um, things are slightly different in biotech, mm -hmm. yes, but at earlier stages, at that zero to one stage, to what extent is that zero to one driven by the individual behind it. Mm -hmm. It could be a deal killer mm. for sure, right? If the, yeah. if, the, if the founder and the team are not strong or not, not coherent, not, not aligned in vision, or you just don't like them, 
That's also <laughs> that's, that's also very, yeah. very possible. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be on calls and and you know trying to figure out clinical trial plans or preclinical remodeling with 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 uh, somebody I, I don't like. You know, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, it's especially in China, I think it does uh, matter a lot. Um, the, 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 who the person is, who the person yeah. is, and 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 the inter the, the interpersonal, um, the, the relationship, the the guanxi, it, it does matter. Um, but yeah. to to what extent and and how it, it, it depends on, on person to fund fund by fund. But mm. at the end, at the very least, you know, integrity of of mm. the founder is something that um, I think across the board, everybody is very concerned about and um yeah yeah we we actually have an internal discussion of whether or not we should evaluate our founders based on their personal you know situation like what do you mean like are they married how much personal debt do they have are they dating do they have affairs yeah. are, are they getting in the middle of a divorce yeah <laughs> how many kids do they have like uh, uh um you know uh, all of that it, like should we in, like evaluate that and have some sort of scoring mechanism to to evaluate the risk of this founder uh you know yeah. messing things up because of a mistress that's very common really yeah is yeah. that common i have never Th- heard that, of that's that a common before. problem you know especially what? I feel so like a in founder China. messes yeah. up their startup because of a mistress how well, yeah. does that even work well be- because you know they, they get distracted you know they they, okay. they get out of it and and then yeah. and then they're like you know they're they they can't focus on work their 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 priorities become different and then your original vision of where a company should go your vision and mission mm. it all just changes maybe they you know it, 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 it can become messy it can become really messy and what I if they have a divorce yeah. if they have a divorce and then the the ex-wife is coming she, for half of their she equity take half of their equity yeah, yeah. so so <gasps> no way. so how do you fight that? Consider that yeah why would why would we yeah. want to have the ex-wife on you know and yeah. if she has half of the equity is she entitled to a board seat and if, and, if, and if the strange. founder yeah. is hit, hit below, then then maybe they should be uh, they get kicked off if they hit below the threshold. You know, there there are many weird potential situations that, that could that could happen with with you know, in, with you know messy founders. Yeah, yeah, and and um, that that's a that's a that's a big factor actually. So, so do you prefer founders who are single? No, not particularly. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard an LP once ask uh, a, a, a company, um, the, the, the CEO, mm. uh, are you married? He said, not yet. Not married, not investing. Why? Yeah, because that, that particular LP is very believing. Uh. Oh, like, you know, they need to be driven by family. Is that, you know, oh. why are they doing this? You know, why are they like, yeah, they want to save I the see. world. They want to do cure, cure cancer or whatever. But at the end of the day, who are they making money for? Oh, wow. Are they making money to spend yeah. on themselves, to buy cars, to buy a private jet, or are they spending it to raise a family? Or, or what if, you know, yeah. like, you know, uh, different, you know, different LPs and investors have different priorities, but it's always in the back of our mind. It's always, you know, I think, I think a more disciplined way should, would be to have some sort of framework, like a rubric or like an objective analysis of this founder and, and their team, you know, I think yeah. that, that'd be the ideal way to do it. Um, but but it, it's very subjective at the end of the day, whether or not you trust a founder, whether or not you, you have a gut feeling that they have enough grit to get through the difficult times. Um, I, you know. I find it interesting because often what I see in Europe um, and in the UK is that a lot of founders in healthcare, biotech, medtech are much 
older than mm-hmm. let's say fintech or other industries. Sure. Um, and I feel there are pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because with you know older founders, you have this kind of stability that you're talking about, um, who are probably married, have kids. Um, and are maybe building towards that vision of providing for their children. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also potentially not as hands-on and as you know, grit as the younger founders you'll see in general tech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one thing to, to notice as well, because often with my single friends, we joke about how, like, how would one even work eight hours a day only? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't do anything on weekdays except for work, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not like we have families to take care of in the evenings. Um, So I don't know how that factors into things in your opinion. And I will add to that as well. Yeah. Especially with biotech, most founders are professors. Yeah. They already have a job. They already have a, mm. a, a stable income from a university. From, yeah. and, and they've probably tenured maybe already. Maybe, maybe not yet. But either way, a lot of these actually older founders, they're older because the, the discipline mm. demands it. I think you need to, be, you need to have failed. Yes. You need to have messed up your assay, your your assays, and you need to have mm. messed up your your cell cultures quite a few times before you begin to understand what it means to to, to do it right, to do research yeah. correctly. Um, and that's that's just it. Just takes time. It just takes years of of, of mm. failure. And and that's I think going back to Mujin, one of the one of the very key reasons as to why I was so happy to step away. Is yeah. that I knew I haven't failed enough. I knew I don't have that experience as, as, a, as a researcher focusing on, on yeah. science. Um, but um, but the, the, the issue of grit, you know, and, and whether, you know, the, the, the personal situation, um, of younger mm-hmm. or older, I, I think, especially in biotech, younger founders are, are less... Um, how, do, how do I put this? Um, I think for, for for biotech especially, younger founders are not preferred in mm. general um, because the capital cost is just so big. It's yeah. so high. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of a young founder in, in, in my portfolio. Um, <laughs> and, and to be honest, now that I'm thinking through it, none of the young founders are working on pharmaceuticals. Yeah. They're all doing some something digital. Yeah. Right. I have a I have a vet telemedicine platform. Interesting. Young female founder. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a wellness and healthcare platform for the Greater Bay Area, also, and sort of like an app marketplace, mm. does employee benefits for for multinationals. Um, young founder. Mm. And yeah, I I can't think of any honest. Yeah, I can't think of a single hmm, pharmaceutical project with a founder that's under forty. So you were definitely an anomaly. <laughs> well, I was Muji. a mule, right? It was really the, yeah. the, the professors. They're yeah. all they're all over, over forty. They're the real founders. Yeah, I was just you know the executor, um, and so that that's a b- little bit different. So that's maybe a nice model to to have that kind of blend 
I think I think that's a good model. Professors and yeah, actually, you know, you need to have that energy to push Mm. forward. You need to have somebody to stay on top of things. That's very true. You know, when professors are busy with their grants and reports and you know grading, grading essays and and their PhD students' theses, somebody needs to be pushing and dealing with the VCs and and managing the the clinical trials and somebody has to be doing that and somebody somebody with with the grit and and the, the the passion. Actually, you're you're very right. Uh, I think having a, a a blend of two might actually make for a good uh, founding team profile. Um, yeah. Or just just a team of, of you know young energetic professionals. You know there are some teams mm. that are like that are you know in their late thirties, forties that are you know still young, still young, but but very very highly accomplished and very well achieved. But I'm thinking of I'm thinking of one person in particular who. Who, uh, yeah, just turned forty, but yeah, still single, yeah, but but has built multiple, multi-billion-dollar companies. Very impressive. In your portfolio. In, in my portfolio, yeah, one guy, um, and he, um, yeah, a Stanford professor. Mm. Um, rare, but but I guess I guess that's my part of my job is to find these people and, and to invest in them. Yeah, so. I, th- I think a, l- a lot of the characteristics we talked about previously were maybe more risk mitigation, like not mm-hmm. going through an affair. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the sort of characteristics you look for that are, you know, those positive traits, those rare traits um, that when you meet a founder who has X, um, it makes you want to continue the conversation? I think consistently for me, mm. I like founders who are very conscious about controlling cost and optimizing yeah. uh, hitting clinical trial endpoints um, at minimal costs, at the, but also the shortest time possible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because you, you hear about these companies all the time that raise hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And then the first thing that the CEO does is, you know, Puts a wine fridge in yeah. and, a, and, a, and a golf, yeah. you know, uh, putting mm. putting range in their own office. How big is this office? <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, I think that's that's always a red flag for me. You know, is is, is somebody who is not um, you cost know, conscious. Yeah, cost conscious. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but what is you know? I'm trying to think. What is a, a, a plus? You know what what what's a what's a green flag? I think that was you know what you were yeah. asking for. I think um, green flags are often very heuristic, and so generally, mm-hmm. like having published data mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. But then if the patents are not ready yet and you don't want to publish the data before the patents are fully granted, then, you know, it, yeah. it's, also, it's also difficult to, to, to balance that. So um, maybe just a simple heuristic is that everyone in my inner circle likes this founder. Mm. My inner circle being my advisors, my managing partners, you know, the people mm. I work with regularly that I trust and, 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 and know and, and respect. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the scientists and the professors that I work with. And generally everybody has like a, at least one conversation with the, the prospective founder. Yeah. And then if, if, uh, if, if the whole consensus is everybody agrees that, yes, this person is, is of high character, is, is high achieving, should yeah. be able to execute on the plan. Uh, then, yeah, I think that's the... 
That's is that true. like a general consensus, or is there like a rule where it's like it's not everyone must agree? No, that far not a rule. General yeah. consensus, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's also hard for me to because I'm not that old. I haven't read people for that long. Right? Yeah, we have people who've who've had you know who've analyzed behaviors and CEOs for for decades. <laughs> I'm not there yet, um, but. Yeah, so so relying on on my 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 inner circle to to guide me and help me out a little bit on that. I think. How, how many deals do you think you've evaluated now? Uh, in the past two years, uh, upwards of four hundred. Upwards of four hundred. Yeah, I think I get a new yeah. deal one every other two days. One 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 every other day. Yeah, I have something come across my desk. That's new. Yeah. And so, okay, let's talk about. So you've analyzed four hundred deals. What is the number one thing um, for a startup to do, you know, sitting on your desk? What's, like, the number one thing to do, and what's an example of that um, if fundraising? Number one thing to do? Yeah. I, I really care most about the disease you're targeting and the yeah. mechanism of action. Mm -hmm. You need to explain that to me very clearly and quickly. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and, 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 and if the disease indication is not one that I believe in, I very quickly just tune you out. Really? Yeah. How fast? Like, do you just tell them immediately? Oh, I don't even tell them. I just, I just, I yeah. just okay, got it. And then I stop paying attention. <laughs> I start thinking about, you know, what am I? What am I having for dinner? What am I having for dinner? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty quick. I'm, it's, probably, yeah. it's probably not good. You know, I, I probably, yeah. I, I think... Um, I haven't done a full analysis of you know, how I like data and stats. And mm. I think it'd be, it'd be, eventually I'll do an analysis of the deals I passed on and how many of them are, you know, actually ended up as successful and why, yeah. why, why I was wrong in being dismissive so quickly. But most of the time, you know, if it's not, it doesn't, in a way also, if it doesn't excite me. Yeah. If it's a disease indication that I'm like, I don't really care about that. You know, mm. I don't think that's a problem, you know. And just just being facetious and just just being, you know, just uh, you know, just like a company that makes your eyebrows brown, you know, or something, <laughs> something like that, you know, yeah. that, that like, like I, I really don't care, yeah, you know, uh, a company that that, mm. that helps you, uh, weight loss supplements or whatever, like anything that that is in that space, I immediately mm. just no switch mm, off, switch off, don't yeah. care, don't care, even if it's like oh some sort of probiotics for your gut to help you, you know, improve your immunity, blah blah blah, and you know. Uh, improve the survival rate of, of cancer patients, but that's not really interesting to me. Um, yeah. I, I like cutting-edge things. I like things mm. that are really, truly, uh, you know, ideally first-in-class. Yeah. Um, and um, targeting uh, new diseases, diseases that are uh, severely underserved, um, yeah. and then really understanding, you know, what it is you're trying to, to what, what's the problem you're trying to, to solve, yeah. And how are you doing it? And just do I believe that what you're trying to solve is actually a problem and the way mm. that you're doing so will actually be effective? That's it. And, and that, that's yeah. like, I, I, within five minutes, I, I already have some sort of a, a quick sorting uh, in, my, mm. in my brain already, in my mind. Like, yeah, I like this disease. I like the way this approach, I, I, I know this approach might work. Um, okay, yeah. now, now I, I'll pay more attention takes about five minutes 
important for me to 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 make that decision. Have, have yeah. there been any cases where you're like, this approach definitely is not going to work? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Quite a few, and and in those cases, I also straight up tell. I sometimes mm. just straight up tell the founder as well, the, the, the guy pitching to me. You're like, like, I don't think it's gonna work. I, I don't. I don't like this mechanism. I don't like this pathway. I don't. I don't yeah. think. I don't think you should be doing it this way. You know, and 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 I, and of course they all get defensive. Mm. You know, um, but yeah, there was once a, a diagnostic company came up to me and was pitching some some mechanism to identify the uh, sperm motility to like diagnose the the health of your of, of sperm and like the, okay uh, and 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 your also some like prostate indicators some, some biomarkers to, yeah. to ind- indicative of prostate health very simple just, and then what okay you find out that your 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 sperm are weak now what you know well what, what's the what's the intervention mm. uh, how, who's gonna pay for this who would like you know well yeah. what's like, next? Yeah, what, what's yeah. what's who's gonna pay for this uh, how how does it you know why 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 would the hospitals want like why would people want it part yeah. of market fit um a lot of times professors have great product but there's no market mm. you know, and, and, or the the market that they imagine is the wrong market it's actually not the patient that's paying for it. It's a hospital or it's yeah. an insurance company. Or like, who's actually paying for it? They got to figure it out. Um, but but yeah, quite, quite, quite a few, actually. Have there been cases where, you know, you've told the founder, look, I don't think it's going to work like this. And then they've kind of gone back, thought about it, learned, and come back to you with a version where you're, you're going to invest now. I haven't deployed <laughs> capital yet in those mm-hmm. companies. Mm. But there have been a few that I've been following, I've been tracking. And yeah, in the beginning, it's like, it doesn't really work. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't think this business model works. I don't think this mechanism, this, this approach, this modality, yeah. I don't think it works. Uh, and I think you need to do your clinical trials this way, this way, this way to prove mm. you know, non-inferiority. Uh, I think that's the baseline. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, some of them actually, you know, whether it's directly because of my advice or just because you know i'm just one of many voices telling them to pivot or yeah. to think about it this way i think that's generally the case i don't think i'm i'm not the smartest guy in, in, in the room there are plenty of people other vcs i'm sure that they're pitching to that are yeah. in the healthcare space that'll tell them similar things and then yeah they, they pivot they, they adjust and then and then i'm still keeping track of those you know I, i'm mm. still i'm still looking to see how they how they read out and, and yeah. if it's good yeah happy to happy to invest at a, at a more expensive valuation yeah that's generally not a problem. Yeah. yeah. And and what's the number one don't? The number one don't? Yeah. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> right? I think that's just yeah. generally the, the biggest this, uh, problem is, is that once you come into a meeting and, and, mm. and y- you're like very... Um, Yeah, I, I think most of, a lot of times professors come in or, you know, founders come in and, you know, they're, they're very illustrious in their academic career. Yeah. And they've, you know, poured in decades of their life into their work. Fair. Fine. But then they see me and they just assume I'm some, you know, young, young brat who doesn't know what I'm doing. Mm. Um, and then when I try to explain to them my perspective... Um, from from where I'm sitting as to how they should change their asset, how they should change yeah. their strategy, they very quickly dismiss me, or, or very quickly, you know, just uh, become defensive. And mm. um, those are those are very quick. Um, nose. Uh, quick, 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 quick nose. Yeah. 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 Quick nose. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, when you first started pitching, right, you said you had 700 pitches. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of transition to learn how to answer questions in an open way? Because um, I think when I started out, I struggled with that as well, where I used to feel like when people would ask me questions that they were almost like attacking me and I would be like oh no what do I say um and it took time to learn how to reframe I don't know if you found the same mm -hmm. yeah well I don't I've always welcomed attacks mm. I don't know I, I feel like I feel like it, it, it's for well I didn't know better as well back then but if they if they were coming at me um yeah, happy, happy to to try to defend, and if they're happy to listen, um, yeah, I, it's it's just about you know how do you, how do you convince somebody? Yeah, right. It's how do you how do you be be convincing to somebody who is is already you know uh, against you from from the get go? It's definitely not arguing. With them. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not to argue. Mm -hmm. It's not to be defensive. It's not to be, mm -hmm. but it's to be like, okay, so I, I hear what you're saying, uh, and it's almost like an improv thing. Yes, and yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I see this this completely. Mm -hmm. Usually, the, the best thing I, I like to completely agree, completely agree with your criticism. Yeah, but but but, <laughs> but yeah, your criticism does not apply. Mm. Because blah 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 blah, but what you just said is a hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah, I love that strategy. Right? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, yeah. What, what you yeah. what you said makes sense, and most of the time it does. You know, yeah. the, but their criticism, if it you know, redirecting that in, in, in so you are both affirming what they're saying. Yeah, and chain trying to trying to 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 present your case in a different viewpoint. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's improv. It's it's yes and. And I think that's the best strategy for for, mm. for 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 founders that are trying to pitch and get, get out there. Um, yeah. yeah, unless it's like, um, well, mm. it took me a while to be to get into a position, be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I think I think that's a only people in a position of power and privilege get to tell other people, no, that you're wrong, they're wrong, that they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> and now being the the one that's on the buy side. Sometimes I get to tell people, no, no, you're wrong. But, 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 but yeah. on, on the sell side, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think yes, yes, and is, is always the, the, the right approach, I think. Mm. Mm. And then let's move on to, I guess, the main topic sure. of this conversation. Sure. Um, how, how should founders go about raising venture financing from Chinese investors? Mm -hmm. um, this is probably a big question or even like big question mark in a lot of people's minds especially mm -hmm. outside of you know asia because obviously the markets in other economies right now have not been booming in the last year mm -hmm. um i think venture financing into biotech has fallen something 60 to 70 percent um across uh the u.s and europe so I think a lot of people are looking at alternative options. I see a lot of founders going for high net worth individuals, both in the Middle East and China. But how actually um, should founders approach this? And um, how accessible are those routes currently into Chinese investors? Mm -hmm. um, right now, when I'm seeing mm -hmm. um, 
this was myself from, from where I'm sitting, is that there's a lot of RMB funds mm-hmm. in the market. Um, and they do have a little bit of pressure to deploy. But yeah. it's all, the, it, the money can't leave the country. Interesting. Um, and so if you really want to raise money from China, mm-hmm. I think the best and easiest way is to be willing to open some sort of manufacturing yeah. facility or some sort of distribution office or something in China uh, where you can also then uh, apply for the government subsidies mm. and the government uh, uh, grants. I think, you know, um, a lot of places, you know, you, you go to Shenzhen Bio Bay, you go to yeah. uh, Binjiang in Hangzhou, you go to, uh, you know, Zhejiang, of course, yeah. Science Park in Hong Kong. Lots of different of these these um, biotech sort of hubs are mm. offering companies, you know, subsidies to set up an office locally, to hire locally, um, you know, anywhere from 2 million RMB to 2 million USD. Uh, it's mm. quite a wide range. And companies that are willing to do that and to put in that effort to, to set up a base yeah. in China to do something, then uh, that RMB can go into, um, it's difficult to have that money go into a Cayman but it could go into the China entity. And in yeah. that China entity, you can then have a VIE structure, which then goes back, feeds it back out to the, to the Cayman. So somehow you need to work out with your lawyers how to, yeah. how to, how to get the economics right, such yeah. that um, the investors in the China entity uh, are sufficiently compensated, uh, mm. fairly, fairly you know, di- diluted when it comes to um, structure and ownership with, with the Cayman. Um, it, can be, it can get a little bit complicated. Um, but the, the easiest is, of course, if you have a Cayman and the RMB fund is, is okay with, with investing in, in the Cayman, which, yeah. which oftentimes it's not. Uh, Why? So it's just capital controls. Okay. It's, it's just difficult to get money out of China. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it's just, it, it's so, um, you might even separate, set it up as a completely separate company. Set really? it up as a joint venture. I think instead of trying yeah. to do a VIE with a Cayman and it gets really complicated with multiple layers, just set up a new joint venture in China. And then you can use that money in China to then pursue, um, uh, like, let's mm-hmm. say it's a multi-center clinical trial. You would need yeah. to have clinical trial centers in China and sites in the U.S., maybe in Australia, maybe in Europe. And then that becomes a very legitimate reason for that you then to transfer money out of the Chinese entity yeah. to, 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 to outside of China. Um, but in general, also setting up a JV in Hong Kong is actually quite a good can move yeah. because RMB and US dollars can both come. You know, it's, it's, a, it's free to So to Chinese investors yeah. can invest in a company in Hong Kong and then the money in Hong Kong can move freely, essentially. Can become a the US world. dollar, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Hong Kong actually is a very useful uh, place. And especially now mm. um, uh, with the, the whole bioprocessing limitations, the, the Biden's executive order, right? Yeah. Before, Chinese companies would go to Boston and go shopping. Right, yeah. they call Chinese pharma. We go license things out of Boston mm. all the time. Now they can't because now it's national security or what, for whatever reason. Um, and but Hong Kong, they still can. So so I, I've been seeing a lot more Chinese Shanghai pharma companies coming to Hong Kong investing to look for assets. To Chine- uh, into Hong Kong investing companies. to Hong Kong companies or, yeah. or Hong Kong joint ventures or or, or buying up assets, or licensing assets mm. out of Hong Kong um, and that are actually just you know. Uh, Original from originally from the U.S. or from from the U.K. 
um, that are, yeah. But why can they invest in Hong Kong and not um, European or UK companies? Oh, it's, it's just R, like RMB is just, is just easier to, to, to come into Hong Kong, to, okay. to transfer into Hong Kong dollars and to, to go is through that, the banks. Is that like a limit? Is there like a limit essentially when you're transferring into UK or European countries, and that's what causes the the no, preference I, to Hong Kong? I think Kong. It, it it flags a bunch of these um, uh, issues with well, like Cepheus yeah. is one is one problem in, in the US. You know, mm. then like oh, who are these Chinese shareholders? You know, how much assets mm. do they have? And the, the UK as well is, is 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 being more conscious about allowing Chinese investors to invest in in, in their assets as well. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's more a geopolitical issue nowadays yeah. um, where you actually have regulators, you know, preventing m from happening because... Really? Yeah, yeah. Now, Sino Biofarm was recently blocked from buying a, a, yeah. an asset in the U.S. That, that then took a couple months to resolve. Um, but, yeah. Um, of course, there are U.S. dollar Chinese funds. Mm-hmm. Um, they have offshore structures, you know, but the, all the investors are in China. That's more yeah. straightforward. And then, how do you approach them? How do you, how do you reach them and get their attention? Mm-hmm. That too is, is is also relatively straightforward. I think yeah. China has does a pretty good job with its uh, with its conferences. With its oh, you need to get WeChat if you don't have it. First of all, that's like <laughs> yeah. basic. You know, you download yeah. WeChat and get <laughs> get an account. Um, um, yeah, but but I think there are quite a few. Demo days in China from mm. different VCs, you know, um, and, and and the relational uh, nature of, of, of China is, is such that you know you, you yeah. eventually by networking you get to the people you get to the right people in China. I think. Um, Interesting. Um, I mean, so your your first company, Mujin, was mm-hmm. out of Dartmouth mm-hmm. in the U.S., um, and you were kind of raising your first round there. Mm-hmm. What are the sort of differences you see in the process between um, what you were doing in the U.S. versus China? Mm. The U.S. is much more open still, meaning that you can go to pitch competitions mm-hmm. and you can go to, you know, the VCs in the U.S. are still quite open to listening to new ideas, to listening to, to, to being exposed yeah. to people to, to who, who want to pitch to them. China is more enclosed. China, I feel like it's a bit more, more, more referrals basis. Mm, so um, you you better know the people you want to talk to. Yeah, I think I think it, it's it's much more like especially, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm trying to think of. Oh, okay. Maybe I should qualify that by saying my network in China now has is much stronger. Than my mm. network was in the U.S. Yeah, you know, back then I, I started from nothing, right? It was yeah. just, just a kid out of college, so maybe that that def- that definitely biases my, mm. my my exposure. Where it yeah. was it was a lot of it were cold calls. A lot of the were, were first time, mm. uh, uh, you know, um, first time encounters. But now I'm in a position where, yeah, it's like a couple phone calls to get the right people to listen to you. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's very different dynamic, um, but in general, I think China. When you're doing business in China mm. or to do it with Chinese investors, you will come across national interests. National interests. You will come across like the, the the municipality. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the the Shenzhen government 
or the the the, the, the local yeah. government. And it's all about what can you, how can your company, sort of be aligned with their mm. uh, agenda, with with what they want to achieve. And it's okay. not it's 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 almost it's it's never nefarious. I would almost say mm. it's very very much about like creating value, generating value. Um, you know, uh, having more IPOs, creating jobs. Yeah. You know, th- 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 I feel like that's ninety percent of the time that that's what the the governments and the the, the want. You know, yeah. there, there's no there's no competition. There's no there's nothing about the, you know the, with the geopolitical tension now. You know, a lot of people are worried about you know, am I working with the Chinese government or am I working? Mm. No, no, no. It's it's all about just you know, uh, uh, improving. The livelihood of people, improving your your business, your GDP, your numbers, your, yeah. your, your your the community, and and I believe you know we we as biotech investors, as biotech founders, you know we we fight disease, right? We have yeah. a common enemy. It's 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 illness. We we don't we don't fight people, and and so, um, but when it comes to China, you will be most successful if you understand that, and you render to Caesar what's what, what's what is Caesar's, yeah, and 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 so be it, you know, and and you just work hard on doing science to the best that you can in a collaborative international community, um, yeah, and, and, and don't be too too, um, yeah, because because you can also take money from the NIH, that's a government entity, right, and yeah. taking money from the Chinese Academy of Sciences, I, I don't see a difference in, in in that, and and it's just. Um, being conscious and aware that you know uh, these government relationships and, and mm-hmm. government agendas um, and, and are much more important in China than they are in in, in anywhere else than, than the states or you know that that's yeah. my view anyways yeah how how eventually you will run into um, some sort of state uh, re- you know yeah, um, interests yeah, yeah. and um, in general. Would you advise founders at present to wait it out if possible or to raise? No, don't raise whenever you can. <laughs> I, I will. Yeah. Okay. Well, wait it out in that, you know, what mm. is your next clinical? What, what is your mm. next milestone? Do yeah. you have enough money to achieve to, to reach it? And do you have enough money to pivot if you fail? Mm. And what is that pivot? And if that pivot, you know, will that pivot be able to help you to justify raising more capital yeah. after that? Very, very fundamental, basic question about cash flow. Okay. Yeah. If if the question if the answer is you know yeah we're about to raise you know we need to, we 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 should raise then 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 raise you know mm. and 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 if even if the market's bad you don't you don't have a choice you got you got to raise anyways but but now actually if you are willing to set up in China to set mm. up in in Hong Kong and and to pursue this this mm. path of, of international collaboration. Now's a pretty good time, yeah. Because a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, drive and incentive and policy yeah. focus on biotech on, on in the healthcare sector. The Hong yeah. Kong government is supremely supportive mm. um, in in giving visas and in set and helping you set up. They set up a whole new department in the government, the Office of Attracting Strategic Enterprises. It's called Oasis, uh, OASES. Uh, it's it's a whole new government department, three months old. That, yeah. That's just there to help, and they have a person dedicated to biotech, mm. and their job is just to help pick up biotech companies to land in Hong Kong, and then uh, invest Hong Kong. The Trade Development Council, you know, those are all. They have biotech dedicated team members just to help yeah. 
deal flow, to, to create deals, to, to, to match investors with, with projects. Um, and it's a new push that, that's been really, I think, uh, that will really change the whole infrastructure and the community in, in healthcare and development in Hong Kong moving forward. And, and, and the whole China, all of China, really. Yeah. And so that's a, a recent development? Very recent. Very yeah. recent. I think only in the yeah. last year, I think only s- since COVID stopped being, and, and, and since, since uh, only after COVID, was yeah. the, the restrictions were lifted, now it's like the government is full throttle uh, in, in prioritizing healthcare as, as, a, as a, um, a key industrial, new industry uh, for the Greater Bay Area at the very least. Yeah. So now is actually a great time. Uh, to to get exposure and to to get into the market, yeah. Here, mm-hmm. do do you think political factors have impacted you know Hong Kong's ability to be innovative? Innovative, I don't think it. it Hong Kong has had Hong Kong univer- the universities in Hong mm-hmm. Kong, the, the academic institutions have had partnerships with the U.S. and with the U.K with Australia, with Tokyo, with all the major mm. for decades, yeah. 20, 30 years. You hear about how, you know, in Beijing, there was that institute, with I forget which the exact name, there was a French institu- institute that was supposed to be doing some joint yeah. joint research lab with, with the Beijing, Beijing uh, Peking University. It didn't happen because of geopolitical tensions. And, yeah. you know, but but that that doesn't convey to Hong Kong at all. Mm. That doesn't because Hong Kong, like MD Anderson and and the Prince of Wales Hospital, have been doing oncology research together for for like more than twenty years, basically. Yeah, and, and that not, nothing's going to change that, you know. And, and they have so much of their data that is that is dependent on our clinical trial centers, and actually we contribute to their Nobel mm-hmm. Prize findings, right? We 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 contribute to their research in, in substantial ways. I, I don't think it has stifled our ability to be innovative at all. Mm. Um, and COVID has hurt a little bit, but that's just COVID's just COVID. It hurt everybody. It hurt all of science. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of ge- geopolitics, Hong Kong remains robust as, as a collaboration point mm. between the East and the West. And I think it has never been more important than, 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 than now because, you know, the, the more Beijing and Washington are, are, are at odds, mm. the more Hong Kong is important as a table for, for cooperation and dialogue and discussion, right? And, and international trade is, is the best deterrent. To, to, to war <laughs> and to yeah. conflict. So, um, yeah, I, I think Hong Kong has actually been strengthened uh, through this through this um, tension. Yeah. Yeah, and, and now that you're back here, or you've been back here for a while. Yeah, for a couple of years, yeah. Um, you know, is, is part of what you're doing at Pebble also building out the Hong Kong ecosystem of venture financing and biotech? Yeah, for sure. And I think that is very much with uh, the support of Tiger Med as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tiger Med is based in Hangzhou. It's Hangzhou Tiger Med. Yeah. And, and so they are also uh, setting up an international headquarters in Hong Kong at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be uh, managing all of their foreign businesses through Hong Kong. Uh, and um, we're setting up Hong Kong's first central lab. Hong yeah. Kong ha- hasn't had one. Uh, you know, Singapore has had a few, mm. uh, and a couple. Uh, Wuxi built a huge facility in Singapore and committed to to building there. But um, Hong Kong right now, we're having the first uh, central lab, private central lab that we're building. We're thinking of building an animal uh, lab, medical device lab, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, core infrastructure that that 
hasn't existed just yet. And it, it, it's all for that translational piece yeah. of, of, of research and development. We have very strong academics, you know, the best in the world. If you look at any, any field in Google Scholar, you're like, nasopharyngeal cancer, the top professor in the world is from Hong Kong. Mm. You look at stem cell, the fifth most cited professor is a professor at Macau UST. You know, oh, it's, really? it's like Hong Kong is really strong academically, mm. but it's that translation. It's, it's that turning that lab into, into a product, that, that lab thing. Um, that's missing. And that infrastructure mm. is what I'm trying to build with, with uh, Tiger Med right now. Is turning turning things into commercially viable products for patients, basically. Yeah, and and also providing the facilities to mm. to make that transition possible. Um, I think it's very much harder before, actually, for international companies as well. Yeah, if they wanted to get bio samples into China, good luck. <laughs> good luck. That 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 customs border is. Is, yeah. is, is, is is not easy um but you can come into hong kong it's a free port easy mm. you have bio samples yeah lot landed in hong kong landed in our central lab we can we can process it and then yeah. the phase one clinical trial centers and cuhk and hku are both recognized by both the fda and the nmpa so one of yeah. the one of the few centers in the world that are pre recognized by both um mm -hmm. yeah so so i'm very much involved in i think in the next 10 years uh, it'll be a very vibrant um, yeah. ecosystem with a lot of infrastructure now that, that mm. doesn't doesn't yet exist, and if you look at Boston, you know uh, Charles River Labs is sort of like the, the servicing all the major bio, yeah. biotech companies and labs in, in that re in that area. Our dream and our goal is sort of to to create a similar thing, where yeah. you know they've got Charles River, Hong Kong has Tiger Med, and Tiger Med will then be this 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 sort of um, um, highway for 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 all the companies to collaborate, to work together, to, yeah. to build um, academia, privates, VCs. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on, on the path to, to, to building that out. Um, and the government has been very supportive. And uh, yeah, and completely, completely free to, to collaborate with the US as well. Yeah. And, and I think that's super important for, for everybody. For, it's for, to the benefit of the world that we are maximizing uh, you know, research efficiency. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and so, okay, that brings me on to my last question sure. for today. Um, what is the number one impact you want to leave on the world with what you're building today with Tiger Jade Pebble Accelerator and maybe beyond as well? The number one impact. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be, I think I would be satisfied if when I'm old and gray, <laughs> and I'm like 96. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like back then, um, uh, you know, like, can, can, can you imagine if you, you, you were involved in, 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 the, in the invention of insulin mm. or like you were, you were involved in the eradication of polio? You know, like, like if, if by then I can, I can be like, <laughs> you guys, you, you kids heard of, of uh, breast cancer? Yeah, you guys heard of a, a NPC nasopharyngeal cancer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll yeah. be that'll be a that'll be a life well lived. I yeah. think I think just as a personal goal, where even if I'm not the one that's in the lab slaving away every day, I was like, yeah, like I, I helped funded it. I, I supported the guy who did it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in the photos. You know, with with the professor that that you know yeah. cured cancer, so to speak, and then. And I'm the photo with him, you know. Um, I think I think that would be that would be uh, mission accomplished. If if just some some disease, some something 
that that um, I can surely and, and with with confidence say that yeah we we, we solved this this problem um, yeah I think I think that would be the then that's the target yeah <laughs> awesome well thank you for coming in today no thanks for having me and uh, looking forward to to you building your your company too <laughs> and where it'll grow and how and yeah we, we will our companies will need your your services too I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>